0: Imagine if you were born with a disability, a disability that despite many painful surgeries, still left your right side shorter than your left and your right hand unable to make a fist. Can you picture what school or a simple trip to the mall would be like, needing to stop and rest more than anyone else your age? Kia Brown, 28-year-old best-selling author, advocate, and public speaker, was born with cerebral palsy in western New York State. And although Kia's mother did her best to shield her daughter from the petty cruelties of her peers, eventually one of Kia's classmates made fun of her at school, bringing a spotlight to her differences. An act which changed the way she saw herself forever. That excerpt, was written and originally read by Laura Cathcart Robbins and is taken from the introduction to one of my favorite episodes of a podcast that Laura hosts called The Only One in the Room, which I had a hand in helping create and continue to serve as the executive producer. The full episode is number 26 and is called Kia Brown is the Only Pretty One Speaking Out Against Ableism. The Pretty One is the name of Kia Brown's book. And there's a link in the show notes to check it out. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is because I had the privilege to have a deep and candid talk with Kia Brown because the co-host of this show, Scott Slaughter, who we call Hun, was in Bali during the recording and I took his place for his after show called Scott Talks. The insight and depth that Kia shares in this episode is so beautiful and her focus of listening to each other to create change is powerful in its simplicity. She's doing amazing things already at such a young age and I just wanted to share this with you because the most powerful thing you can do for yourself and for the world is to believe in yourself and spend time becoming aware of your abilities and then it becomes that much easier to see those things in each other. Here's my conversation with Kia Brown. Well, first I'm going to say, I'm going to start by saying, Kia, I love you. Thank you. You just bring love to the room. I try. And that's the first thing that struck me. It, the word came up so much, and I want to talk about that. But if no one knows who I am, I'm Christina Barsi, the EP of the show, and I'm taking the place of Scott today because... He's in Bali. Hun is in Bali, <laughs> enjoying it. Well, he's sick right now, but... now he's better. He's better. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> okay, kid. I have a big question for you to start. Oh, okay. I like to go deep, so we'll see how this goes. Okay. Um, I'll try to finish light, though. Why do you think it's so hard to find humanity in other humans? Why
1: do you think we struggle with that so much? I think because we often only see ourselves I think we often only think about ourselves in terms of like the bigger picture or in terms of like the everyday small stuff as well I think we often only care about the people we care about because we care about them and we don't think about how the things that we do and the policies that we have that are in effect impact an entire world of people and who we are as people impacts other people even if we don't know them so we don't think outside of our own bubbles and that's why we have a hard time really thinking about other people yeah i think that's
0: i think that's true we we see things through our own perspectives Mm -hmm. i think that's why it's so important for us to do things like you're doing expanding people's visions and understandings of the world i think that's literally how we change and grow as a society as a society as a community as a globe all of it
1: Mm -hmm.
0: how do you think we can be better at that
1: just by listening i think as much as it's important for us to take actual action as well i think first we have to listen to people we have to take a moment and realize that we can't just be the only ones that we're Paying attention to. We have to expand our own ideas, expand our circles, expand the things in which we consume. We have to question what is being given to us and we have to question what we're taking. We have to actively choose to be better. Mm -hmm. It's about choice, I think, as much as anything else. It's like we have the choice to be better people we have the choice to be kinder to people we have the choice to expand our own worldviews and we have the choice to actually ask questions that allow us to grow as people we just have to actually do it right so it's less about talking about doing it Mm -hmm. and doing it right right so
0: I'm hearing a lot of exercise of awareness
1: yes and then openness right and then listening right while you do it so like actively say yes I'm going to you know look at you know a community outside of my own I'm going to leave my circle of friends and loved ones and see what this circle of people is talking about but I'm not going to interject Mm -hmm. I'm going to listen Mm -hmm. and I'm going to use my platform or my privilege that I have and lift them up that's beautiful that's very humble as well it's a
0: really humble way of approaching getting to know something new and being expansive, Mm -hmm. and then sharing that and extending that in your own circles and the places that you have influence. Yeah. That's really nice. You talked about your visible disability and then invisible disability, Mm -hmm. but we didn't really get into invisible disability. Can you tell me about what that is?
1: Well, mine are, you know, I have um, chronic migraines, Mm -hmm. which are the worst. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I still have you know, anxiety and depression. And so those are are mental, I guess those are mental illnesses. I guess some people don't call them disabilities. I do. But I think those are just as important as my physical disability because they are just as much a part of who I am. And so I wish that we had a fuller conversation about disability in that way because people don't treat mental illness and mental health and wellness as well as they should. Because mental health and wellness is often used as a scapegoat for things like mass shootings. And instead of right. saying something like, oh, well, that that person with that gun killed somebody. They're like, oh, no, that's because they were mentally ill. And it's just it further stigmatizes something that needs to be stigma free so that we can actually have policies in place that help people get better. Mm-hmm. And not worse because they're afraid to say what they have because it's going to be used, you know, against them in that way. Right. So we only talk about it in a negative framework. Literally only ever. Usually it's only ever negatively and under the guise of using it to excuse something like murder.
0: Right. That's true. I was watching amy schumer's show (laughs) (laughs) but she she interviews people for a short part of that show and it's really interesting and she interviewed a sociopath or i think it was sociopath that might have been a psychopath because they're different Mm -hmm. and she was kind of doing her bit on destigmatizing what that means because that person is not a murderer that person has a that's just part of who they are yeah and they just go through life differently Right. And, and I thought that was really interesting and, and kind of cool. And it was the first time I had saw that displayed that way. I've had a concussion for five months. So I mm. feel like I have an invisible disability right now. And for me, it's been extremely isolating. It is. It's that, a very isolating. Especially with the, just the invisible. And that, that's my only experience. Do you feel like that's true for you? Yeah. That?
1: I mean, even though you can often find people who share in your experiences. I think there's an aspect of all otherness mm-hmm. or all differences that is isolating because when we can't talk about them openly and honestly, they're going to feel like they're only happening to us and that further stigmatizes them. And so that's why I'm so you know passionate about destigmatization is because isolation for me is the result of stigmatization. And it's the result of people not feeling comfortable enough to say, hey, I have X, Y, and Z thing, and that's just my lived reality. It's like, hey, I have to hide this thing because people see it as bad. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I think for me,
0: because it is a new thing, I'm struggling with Mm -hmm. how open to be about it. I'm trying to be open about it so that people understand where I'm at but
1: but it's okay to take your time you don't have to rush I always yeah. feel like I don't want people to think that they have to immediately disclose you know how whatever it is that they have or right. think that they might have take your time you know we'll, we'll all be here when you're ready it's not a race you know That's just a good point yeah because I always feel like people feel like they have to immediately say oh here are my identifiers yeah. full stop but those things can change over time that's true. So just take your time and whenever you're ready, you can be ready. And if you're not, that's okay too. Mm, that's beautiful. Thank you for that. You're welcome.
0: I'm going to take that with me. I wanted to ask you about self-care too, because that, that experience to me is so connected to self-care. Mm-hmm. And I even have, it brings up feelings like guilt and shame and things that are connected to things I can't control. Yeah. Do you Did, did that ever come up for you or was that something that you just knew you had to this is how it is, and I've oh, had absolutely,
1: like, team guilt all the way. I was always guilty. Oh my gosh, yes, it came up for me all the time. I was always just like, I shouldn't feel this way. You shouldn't, you know. I never. I was like, you're not allowed to feel sad. You're not allowed to feel guilty. You're not allowed to feel angry. You're not allowed to feel anything but, you know, just this sort of like stoicism. Mm. And so for me, the real self care came and allowing myself to cry and allowing myself to actually feel what I needed to feel so that I could go on with the day right and for me really the best self care is listening to music and just crying it out or grunting about it to my friends and just kind of saying it out loud so that it's a real tangible thing instead of trying to tuck it away and hide it away so that it'll fester Because that's really what happens is that it festers and it grows and grows and grows, and then it kind of like snowballs, and you can't really get a handle on it anymore. That's so true. That's so
0: true. Those are the similar things that I do for myself, too. Friends are great, venting is great.
1: Friends are amazing for that. I'm like saying it out loud. Hey, so I got a vent real quick. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes, I did that the other day, and it was amazing so grateful for my friend Darnell. Shout out to Darnell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, she's a girl. <laughs> Is she uh, black? Yeah. Okay.
1: You, you know me. <laughs> right, you never. Know I thought oh, so too. I was uh, like, Darnell.
0: Darnell. Yes. Quick yeah. side note. Yes. I got stood up by a, na- a man named Rondrell. Oh. And she goes, if you should have told me his name first, I would have told you that she was going to go. I said, okay. Oh no. <laughs> No shade, no shade on uh, Rondrell <laughs> On Rondrells, other Rondrells. Shade yes. on that Rondrell, right? But not other ones. <laughs> but not other ones. Right? We're not judging all Rondrells, yeah. right?
1: No, we're not. The no, other ones, not. you yeah. know, go on about your day. Right. We love you. Shout out to y'all. But that one, shame on you. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, do you sing? Um, terribly. <laughs> Me it's too. It's bad. It's it's like you know a car crash, <laughs> but like super high pitched and like it's okay. so it's so bad. Oh. Like it's it's terrible, but do you enjoy it? Yes, that's all much, that matters. Very much so. You said you
0: use music as a tool, yes. Or that it can be used as a tool. Mm-hmm. When you're answering the dear Laura question, I really liked your answer because you're you know, like using it as a as, as this great tool to kind of push, have her push herself forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you use your use music that way for yourself outside of? I um, do.
1: Whenever I'm like nervous or anxious, I do exactly that. I listen to music and I let music calm me down and like get me excited for whatever it is I'm about to do. Mm-hmm. Like when I do that event with Roxanne. <laughs> right. I'm gonna yeah. be listening to music. Yes, you what are? Song? <laughs> <What song>? <laughs> <laughs> Probably um something something Lizzo probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yes. I'll probably yes do um yes. Soulmate. Soulmate by uh-huh. Lizzo. I'll yes. do that one. Yeah, I'll do that one before I go she's on. She's hot right now. Yeah, she's, she's so good. She's, talented. she's so
0: dope. She's going to be hot for a really Doesn't long time. does she play the
1: flute? Yeah. yeah. That's, she's a
0: flautist, that's like so classically trained, Yeah, who also happens to have all these really other bodacious
1: talents. So amazing. Yeah. That's she's a good really, pick. That's mm. a really
0: good pick. Well, thank you so much thank for you. talking
1: with all of us. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I hope you enjoy your tour. That's awesome. I know. I hope. I think it's going to be fun. I really like talking to It people. will be. So this is good. It will be. Thank you for sharing.
0: Thank you for listening to Be Bold Begin. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so as not to miss an episode. So the best way to ensure you get all the new episodes is by subscribing. Help us build a positive community by joining the Facebook group also called Be Bold Begin. I'll be checking it daily to answer and acknowledge any of your questions and comments. Stay positive and safe out there.